0: welcome to the leaders who care a podcast powered by dynamis group we are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact way beyond the profits and margins the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose join us on the journey of creating a better more caring world and now to your host marion timelkov
1: hello everyone i'm very excited in this uh Fantastic day to welcome a very special guest, Um, someone that uh, you also very successful in everything she does. Also being referred as the Wonder Woman, and it comes from a very special uh, dear uh, country of mine, Bulgaria. And she's joining us from a great city, Sofia today, Uh, Victoria Blajeva. Victoria, she's the uh, first Vice President, Strategy and Business Officer at uh, UniCredit Bull Bank. Welcome and thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Marianne, for the great words. Uh, uh, for the comment on the Wonder Woman, I can only say two words: I wish. But <laughs> you now you, you should always try for the best. Yes. <laughs>
1: I love that attitude, you know, and this is the first lesson of today. No matter what you do, make sure you give your best. (laughs) That's uh, what a great way uh, to start. As you, as every one of you knows, we we have a mission. This is not just a a podcast to advertise anything. Our mission is to actually give stage to uh, the most caring leaders from every country of the world. Uh, So this is is a mission that will take years. And... um, we want to um, give stage and share their success, but also provide a platform to accelerate and inspire care. And today, we'd love to hear your story, uh, Victoria, of uh, how did it start? It and uh, how did you end up to where you are? Was it the vision? It, you know, it would be great to just hear um, the major milestones of your journey
2: okay thank you so much uh, first of all i want to say that i listened to some of the past episodes of the podcast the leaders who care and i have to say that uh, you have an amazing amazing guest list uh, you have had the co-founder of Reebok, you have had the ceo of starbucks so i can only be really um inspired to, to be invited and uh, in fact uh, uh, to tell you the truth um, uh, as I mentioned in, the, in our previous uh, discussion, 2020 was the year when I had the most discussion. And I met so many new leaders that I'm completely inspired despite this terrible uh, sickness that has come come to us, this terrible pandemic. But I'm truly inspired by the fact that I met quite a lot of new leaders. And uh, frankly, to tell you, because you're asking me where I come from, I come from rejection. Mm. Uh, I come from rejection, because in uh, 2020, I was rejected. Uh, And it was a great thing that happened to me that I was rejected. And uh, this is one of the lessons for me that I will try to keep also in in the uh, in the future to come. So I work in uh, the largest uh, financial institution in Bulgaria. And as you mentioned, I also have some side hustle, so I have a YouTube channel. I'm a, an amateur doodler. Um, I have a blog and, uh, I try to express myself through these channels, but what was really important for me in 2020 was getting out of my comfort zone, making like in the entrepreneurship, uh, world, it's called a pivot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I made a pivot and I was rejected, so I I was in my field. I've been uh, in communications for more than 10 years. Uh, it's a little bit cocky, but I'm quite good in what I do in mm-hmm. communications. And I decided that it's time to try something new. And what is amazing is that I got support from great leaders that I told you uh, that I work with. And, um, and I applied for a new job in a new field, like try completely something completely new. And I got rejected and one might say um, you know oh I didn't make it so I keep on doing it whatever but then this kind of inspired me and I have to thank uh, our leaders who who rejected me because they selected the proper person for the job and then they gave me an opportunity to try additional uh, another job so to our listeners because I, I would like us to be really practical Nobody, I said nobody, is going to give us anything like this. We just have to go and ask for it, grab it, um, you know, try for it. And even if we get rejected, which happens sometimes, um, we need to try again. So we need to try something new. So this is the only thing that uh, distinguishes the leaders from from people who don't achieve that much is that the leaders really get get out there try you know with the, with the risk of really failing so it sounds like a cliche but i lived it in in 2020 so i'm super happy that now i'm i'm doing what i do i i help our top management with the strategy of the bank and uh, frankly just if you allow me a comment here I come from a, an institution which is sometimes considered as a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people want to go to startups to, and, to, you know, do these things. There has never been a better time to go and try your entrepreneurship skills in an institution like ours. Because actually, these are the institutions that need the biggest change. And if you go there, first of all, you will get much easier because not too many people apply currently. But if you go there, you can really make a difference. So this is also my message. Look outside what is really mainstream and try to make your mark over there. So an entrepreneurship and rejection, you can say, is what got me here.
1: No, thank you for sharing that. Uh... Uh, Victoria, and uh, how did you um, how did you uh, really uh, pursue the career in, in in banking? And just for, if you address a lot of the young generation Z that are starting out, that just want to try so many things, but they don't know what exactly they want to do. They have a lot of pressure from peers, a lot of pressure from parents. Mm-hmm. They live in the best of times, but at the same time, they're not fulfilled and happy often because they don't know exactly what they want to do and, and and there's not a lot of guidance for them. This because mm-hmm. I, I'm a really great believer and supporter of the, the future and the young leaders like you are. And we just want to share really um, some practical advice from your experience. What worked for you uh, and what would be your, uh, your advice to your 20 years old today?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne, I want to ask you something. Uh, we are a little bit after 20, right? So we are not
0: currently.
2: <laughs> um, Do you know what you wanted to be at 20? I, I personally didn't. I, I didn't. I was in university. I was studying economics, and uh, then I went to become a journalist. So I worked in a, a very prominent uh, newspaper here in Bulgaria, Capital Weekly. I wrote about financial institutions. I wrote about technology. Uh, and then I made a jump to the financial sector. And you know what I thought when I went to the financial sector? I said, oh my god, it's probably going to be so boring when going there. But OK, I'll try it anyway. My, my, my leader then, my boss there, really encouraged, encouraged me. And I went there. And I never had a boring moment at all never ever ever and uh, you know the, the financial sector currently is like a, an undervalued real estate property mm-hmm. so you have a real estate property that people are not very much sure what to do with it but it is undervalued because inside this property you have a humongous a huge client base that you can work with you have resources You have teams, I've always said, you know, because in big companies always like cost cutting, cost cutting, cost cutting. When you look around, there are resources and it's up to you to find those resources. So uh, just again, to bring back to the entrepreneurship, there is nothing more than the current leaders in any institution like better than entrepreneurs. And with the spirit of the young people, it's, going to, it's fantastic to, to have this. And I, I want to point something. Um, one of the reasons that I came to this podcast, I look at the Dynamics Group, um, the, the company that you, that you founded, um, the, the values. And one of the values was trust. And this is one of the things that really gave me an opportunity in my career and I believe that we owe it also to the, to the next generation. When I started working as a communications officer, I was not, I didn't have an experience. So somebody, the, the CEO at that point trusted in me. When I became a manager, I didn't have the experience. Somebody trusted in me. So this is a very key thing, really give trust to the people.
1: I love that. And you know what? That's exactly what young people need today. And uh, we, as a, as a group, as a company, more than 50% of our workforce is Generation Z. Uh, and we trust them. We, we give them an opportunity to try things they would never have done in most circumstances, in most, because they have access to some of the most uh, uh, disruptive and, and successful leaders of the world um they're trying things they're learning things uh we, we are guiding them. yes of course sometimes it's not easy because we get heavily targeted and you try and invest your heart and soul in in developing and sometimes they, they make a move but we know that the, the they will go and spread that care message wherever they go and uh, it, it's it's really that that and of course the very important is to trust take care of them when they fall back and they make a mistake help, help them rise up oh i love what you just say
2: <laughs> so yeah. i wanted to show you I, I you know your podcast yeah. listeners will not be able to see that no no
1: we, i see it's trust
2: um well this is the trust equation credibility
1: then- credibility yes. intimacy self-orientation wow what a great oh. thing
2: uh, this is not an equation that I invented. This is something that I uh, I took. So this is uh, an equation which is quite old.
1: Credibility, reliability, intimacy. Amazing. Absolutely.
2: So is really credibility of you as a leader. So as leaders, we need to learn constantly in order to get the credibility in front of these generations. Then you also have reliability. Yes. What is reliability? Reliability is to do what we say we are going to do. Walk the talk, mm-hmm. this is super important. And then the last one is intimacy. This means the relationship that we have. Yes. And this is divided by self-orientation, which is basically the ego. When you are a leader and when you have an experience, you build an ego. Would mm-hmm.
1: you? Agree with Absolutely. I mean, look, the reality is that if you don't have an ego, you're either at the very bottom and depressed or you are at the highest possible level of state where nothing can actually disrupt you and very few people are able to, to reach that. So anything in between, of course, the ego plays.
2: Yes. So we, we need to also work with the ego and sometimes also listen to the younger generations, what they are saying to us. By the way, did you know, um, I'm very affected by a current video that I watched recently and probably some of your uh, your audience Mm -hmm. have watched it too, which is uh, uh, Greta Thunberg was in in Milan this week, and Mm -hmm. she made a video about climate change, you know, her topic, but in her video, what she says is like, you talk about green jobs, blah, 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 she says, you talk about climate action, blah, 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 the fact is, we need to open our eyes and see that sometimes we are seen as blah, blah, blah. And this is the reason to deliver more tangible results. This is extremely important. Otherwise, we are going to lose, you know, we are going to lose the trust, the credibility, the relationship, the intimacy, and we are just going to stay with our ego, which is not uh, not useful whatsoever, No. <laughs>
1: No, I love that. What you what you're saying, in order for this to work uh, and this trust to be continuously strengthened, you gotta everything you do gotta culminate uh, or produce results. So have these actions, um, and and I think it's absolutely uh, important. Uh, what about communication, Victoria? What role communication played in your success?
2: A huge role. And uh, just to tell you, um, sometimes I create a, 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 a vibe because I'm in have been in communications for so long that I'm super open and uh, very um, communicative person. I'm a complete introvert. I can stay with myself for like hours and days and hours and days, uh, and just deal with you know do some stuff, analyze, write. Uh, but we have to work on on that. So I really had to work on myself, work to uh, work on on how I communicate with people, um, try to listen more, uh, which is something that I'm still learning, of course. And uh, if I have to advise anybody, everybody to invest in some skills, which are uh, soft skills, but uh, very uh, hard results depend on our soft skills you owe it to yourself and to your cause to work on your communication skills and on your personal brand and I repeat it you owe it to yourself and to your cause because you Marianne, me Victoria and all the viewers of this podcast, we are all selling something, we are selling ideas we are selling whatever, tangible goods or or anything we will be better in selling if we invest in our personal brand and in communication skills uh, So this is quite important I would have to say and uh, if there is something that I would advise you sign up for a class by the way you know what is one of the most uh, one of the most uh, uh, successful one of the most used MOOCs you know these cl- online classes which are available to everybody it's about public speaking Wow. Yes, it's an online class in Coursera or everywhere. I mean, you, you can Google public speaking course or whatever. Uh, and it's completely free. And you would say, Ah, oh, Victoria has uh, so much experience in, in public speaking. So I took the class. I took the class and it was fantastic because uh, you meet with people from all over the world. They don't know me. They just see me. And... You start interacting with them and you start convincing them in something and you soon realize where are your weak points. It's very educational. I would recommend it to to anybody to try. So if you want to care about yourself, invest in in some uh, communication skills, invest in uh, how you present yourself uh, and this will pay off. This will pay off.
1: I love that. And what a great uh, really advice and, and insight that made a difference to you personally. What about um, the role of care? How did care impacted you or your career, your success? And uh, how, what, what are your thoughts about care in business?
2: I think this is fundamental. So I don't think that there is anybody on your podcast who doesn't believe in care. Uh, I truly believe in that, and I'm blessed with leaders who also believe in in care. But let me give you another perspective of care, if you allow me. Sure. Uh, When I was thinking about our meeting, uh, I was thinking, you know, when we talk about leadership, it's always about caring leaders who are speaking to the people, making them feel well and everything. But then I give you two examples. Jeff Bezos and this, the former CEO, the founder of Apple. Uh, so would you say that they were good leaders, good managers, people, people managers? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but they are super successful and you know why? Because I realize that when you speak about care, there are different perspectives about this care that you can think about and that, that can leave you, lead you to success. Let me give you an example with Jeff Bezos.
0: Since
2: mm-hmm. we are talking about communications, some years ago uh, in New York Times, if I'm not mistaken, an article appeared about the corporate culture within uh, uh, within Amazon that it was not as we would imagine it would be. And I'm sure that quite a lot of uh, communication companies got a big, big uh, uh, fat check in order to fix that. Uh, then again, you, you you have all read about uh, the CEO of Apple, that um, the previous CEO, CEO of Apple, that he was not very good in... in Steve in,
1: Jobs, yeah. is
2: uh... management, right? This is the because Steve Jobs, cared about one thing and it was the product that is going to deliver he cared about the product most so would you blame him well no you wouldn't blame him because he cared about something that is really valid for the success of the company so we are now you know uh using or using the product he cared about the product i give you another example jeff bezos so jeff bezos if you ask me what he cares about, he cares about the process. Uh, you have heard stories about Amazon that they don't have meetings more than uh, what you can feed with uh, two pizzas, right? You, you, you have heard this story. So they care about the process. For instance, who, who here? I mean, I'm, I know that in the audience, people are have been annoyed by corporate meetings, right? Well, in Amazon, they don't want to be annoyed by corporate meetings because they care about the process and they don't invite more than eight people to the meeting. And that's it. So this is care about the process. Of course, you can also care about the people like you have these um, more and more examples of servant leaders like the CEO of Microsoft, um, the, the CEO of Google, the current CEO of Google, I'm, I'm a big subscriber of the idea of servant leadership, but it is nothing bad to also show care about the product and about the process, like uh, Steve Jobs and, and, and Jeff Bezos do. So I just wanted to show you there are different Hello. perspectives about care.
1: I love that. And thank you for really highlighting this because care is in many different forms and that allows people to Understand. So whenever you're in a situation where perhaps you don't feel very well because you're used to something different or you expect something different, it's in your mind. In in often says you, you could say, Hey, uh the, maybe that's the case, but if you put yourself in the other person's shoes and say they care about a product, um, and I understand that, I understand why they're so they're acting in this way or or working this way because mm-hmm. that is central to their way of working um and what they're doing. Um so that and of course because of what they're doing they're unlocking value and solving problems that concerns billions of people hey, therefore they get rewarded for that um significantly you know in, in the, the companies as well but there's also other examples that you can have mm-hmm. uh human-centric or servant leadership yeah, that actually is as equally, if not more, successful. So the, here's the question I'm gonna ask. You know, and and uh, for me, uh, my priorities are very clear. For me, God is first. You know, before any process, product, and people, and so forth. Then after that, uh, you know, everything follows. But you know, that's me. There's many different people that are trying different things. So and, and here's the thing. So this is the we see uh, great examples of of amazing success Um, companies that are doing exceptionally well. Now let me ask you a question. What about sustainability? you know, it's, that's one aspect that you care about a product. You care about a process. Um, Yeah. But people may, you know, may, may not feel sometime very Mm -hmm. taken care of or, or they have emotions because we, we, Humans, we, we act on emotions. Everybody acts on emotions, not often on our rational brains. So, and and this is that what I also see that uh, a lot of people quit, you know, like after a year or two, they just want to do something different. And of course, you know, that's, that's there's, a, there's no right or wrong. So well, if you look at those great examples that you've just shared of large corporates, what are your thoughts? Which one do you think? over time will be more sustainable and more resilient
2: That's yeah, it's a very hard question no <laughs> uh you know i'm i'm a i'm a believer in uh in uh, people so uh, m- my belief is that uh, i'm i'm a subscriber of the servant leadership model mm. so i believe that uh, a leader a good manager should be able to provide the conditions so that the people can thrive, and uh, you know uh, what I what I have in behind me. Uh, this is something that I put in my office, and I just leave have it here. I love it. This is uh, something that I try to answer every single day, this is, you know, I, I, I kind of formulated it when I changed my job into strategy from communications. Um, so whom have I helped today? So if I can name the name of one, two, three persons that I have helped, so my day was not in vain. Um, if I cannot say whom have I helped? Um, so I didn't do much, much of a, of a job. Uh, I spoke like a couple of minutes ago, I spoke to a client of our bank and uh, she was not very satisfied with, with, with the service. But uh, you know, she, she has been he- with us for a long time and hopefully she will stay with us for a lo- long time. But the care is really to be open to receiving also the feedback and mm-hmm. whom have I helped today? maybe I didn't help somebody and I should listen to them that I didn't do for them what what was supposed to be done. And by the way, uh, just to tell you, uh, in my view I took this from my managers. so I've seen my manager and uh, you know you know this English proverb uh, which is um, don't educate your children, educate yourself because your children are going to look and behave like you anyway. I love that. I'm sure that you know it.
1: What a great lesson. We're addressing the the parents. Parents, please educate yourself continuously if you want to have happy uh, lives and and enjoy the growth of your children. Otherwise, (laughs) if you don't, you might not like what you see because, You know you didn't fix it or improve it in yourself what a great lesson
2: the thing is it's ourselves and this is why i mentioned also our managers if you see your manager and especially if you are young when you see the behavior of your manager when they address a topic like this then you do the same so to me uh this is as uh, you would say the catalyst so when you choose a place to work, check out who are the managers. It's no wonder that people say uh, people are leaving managers, they are not leaving the company or the job. You know, there is a book called uh, Nine Lies About Work. It has been uh, published by some Harvard scientists, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, it's Nine Lies About Work. And one of the lies inside is that there is such thing as a corporate culture. You know, I'm in communications for so long. I've been working on the corporate culture. I'm also trying now to support the the corporate culture with our vision and strategy. But the fact is that every department has their own culture and it depends on the manager. And this is why to me, the key to a success of a company or to the decline of a company is the middle management. This is your key to success or to failure. If we are working in a company, uh, in, which is even uh, small uh, from mid to, to large, it's middle managers. It's not the top managers. They might be phenomenal, but you, you, you've played this game when you were little uh, broken phone, right? Broken phone is when I whisper. Oh, yeah, you. yeah,
1: yeah, of course. When you say something, <laughs> but
2: whatever. And the, the last one is hearing completely different thing And this is where middle management comes. So we should have a consistency in the messages. I have a funny story for that. So, um, Sheryl Sandberg, who is one of the inspiring leaders of the world, um, she went to Europe and uh, I think the story goes that uh, she went and she was expecting some kind of presentation or something and they completely stopped using PowerPoint because somebody heard somewhere sometime that she hated PowerPoint and she was like expecting to be presenting something. Nobody did that. And they told her, but it's because you forbid PowerPoint for everybody. And she said, I didn't forbid any anything, you know? So you know, w- when a broken phone uh, starts, it's uh, really um, a bad thing to happen. Not that I enjoy that much uh, corporate presentations in PowerPoint all the time, but uh, it's no, just- Yeah, they,
1: uh, they could be yeah. important, vital in uh, in sharing that message and communication. But what a great lesson as well to uh, really a multi-billion organizations that actually um, can make the difference between uh, good to great or success and failure, as you mentioned, the middle yes. management that yes. have that core, right? Make sure that you got the message consistently and, and it's uh, super critical. What about uh, your advice to companies that are the new wave the creatives the ones that are really starting out now that uh, have bold vision that have that really make a positive contribution to the world with passion you know what are the lessons you would perhaps want to share or give from your experience from your point of view which may be completely different but you know it's uh what are your thoughts of what are the the kind of advices is they, they might uh, learn from in their growth? Uh,
2: well, you know, when you are now growing and uh, you are in kind of your momentum, uh, one might uh, feel very full of themselves and stop taking feedback and advice. And what I see is that in the big organization, there are a lot of people who are willing to donate their time And their mentorship to younger organizations. And I've seen our deputy CEO was recently in one uh, uh, clean competition uh, in which he discussed business models of uh, companies who are eco entrepreneurs. Uh, Then uh, I have other colleagues, for instance, who are dedicating their times uh, to working with the NGO sector because uh, the NGO sector is currently uh, going through a transformation also which I enjoy very much, going into the social entrepreneurship uh, part and uh, my colleagues are sharing their expertise with people from the NGO sector. So uh, these are smaller companies which are starting just now and to me being open to such uh, mentorship and advice and the fact that people are really willing to share their experience should be should be very um uh, should be a good um, incentive for for the younger generation to just knock on the doors of the bigger ones and to um uh, just say can you help me you know one of the things that we don't do is we don't go to people and say can you help me and and this is this is a mistake because um, in majority of the times people are totally totally ready to help us well,
1: what a great advice well and for all the entrepreneurs and organ I, I truly believe uh you if you don't ask it is it also saying from the bible you know ask and shall be answered knock the door shall be open so uh, it, it's very important to really be intentional and uh Try out the worst thing that can happen that somebody will say, no, there's not, not, not really a big thing, but the the positive and the flip side is is significant uh, help.
2: I want to give you a practical advice, which I give to myself. You know, I don't want to tell. I want to give to to our audience a practical advice. Uh, Go out and go to an event or to an activity or to a conference in which you know absolutely nobody, really go out and just speak to the people there. You will be amazed how many new interesting people, how many new opportunities you may find. I, I give this example. Um, sometimes I, 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 I teach uh, um, personal branding and communication skills in different um, in in different. Um, formats. And I tell to the people, this is one of the things that you can can do for yourself. Go out and go to a place where you know absolutely nobody. And then what you do is you try to introduce yourself. Just check yourself with the peers and you will definitely, definitely see a positive outcome. Every time I've tried it, every time I've met somebody new and interesting, Whom either I helped or they helped me.
1: What a excellent, amazing, really uh, advice, you know, also for those organizations. So, really, a lot of the things that we don't do are just uh, maybe so close to us, but we need to take action and be intentional, be deliberate. I also have one um, principle for myself when I don't know something, I go and find out who are the best in the field, and I ask advice from them. Mm-hmm. So be also very mindful uh, when you talk to people, because a lot of people will give you advice uh, from family friends, but they may not be the best people to advise you. Mm-hmm. Just be uh, you can take the advice, you can listen to them and well, you can listen to them. doesn't mean you have to take the advice, you know, and you just decide of what serves you. And also ask yourself, are they the best people to give me advice? I know I can trust them, but are they experts in the field I'm interested in? Could they give me some more? So, you know, and and if you go out and follow your advice and just knock on the doors of large organizations who've done it, who've made it, ask out specific, but prepare your questions, be deliberate, be specific. What did you do when you were, uh, just starting out and had ten people, and you went to a, a thousand or a hundred. What did you do at that stage? What What was the challenge, or something that is very particular for you? That um, and people that have done it and they're one of the best in the field that can answer this question. Because if you ask someone that hasn't done it, it's just it's the advice is probably useless because you don't know whether that they haven't done it.
2: One of the leaders, thank you for mentioning it, Marianne. This is fantastic that you, that you said it. Ask the people who are experts. One, uh, one of the leaders that I know uh, once said, uh, don't ever ask a person uh, how to make a million dollars if he or she himself, herself hasn't made a million dollars. Because yeah. they don't know yet. It's because they don't know yet. Ask the people who have made it, depending on, on what your purpose is. And usually people are really willing to share um, their advice, their success, even their failures. I'm very open about my failures. I have had a very hard moment also as a manager, uh, as a leader. What I want to hear
1: about them, actually. What are the, what are the kind <laughs> of failure, the, the, you know key failure? Because this is, I think a fantastic opportunity to, to share what didn't work for you.
2: Well, you know I tried many things with, with our team the, my, my, my team uh, that, that I worked before with before uh, and then um, some of the things worked. some of the things didn't work. but the point is really to, to try to, to try new things that, that, that's my point. Um, so some of the failures um, I would say I wouldn't say it's a failure. It's just that when you are a caring leader, and when you've done a job for quite a long time, let me let me say, is sometimes you need to allow yourself and to make yourself let go, and this is very important in order to make sure that the people that you work with as manager they can fly themselves. Uh, you know, this is what gives them wings. Uh, I give you an example. So our team is now doing a great job without me. So uh, the, the the previous communications team. So w- what would I do? Like go and give them advice? No. you Just let go and give it to, to somebody else to do the job. And then you go and do something new. One of the hardest things as a manager who cares, as a, somebody who is part of something, is to let go. But we need to make this happen, we need to let go in order to make sure that people develop. I've also had, um, had occasions where in, in my, my experience we parted with great people, with great professionals, just because there was not the right fit with the whole organization. But it's better to let go sometimes even quite a lot of times to, to let go, so that people can really fly and develop and become better than you. So we just have to a little bit uh, take back our ego and allow also other people to fly. But in the, sa- in the same time, one might say, OK, so you know, uh, move on. What you can do is try to go into another area, develop yourself, learn new skills. And this is something that I'm kind of obsessive cons- compulsive learner. So I sign up for co- courses. If you need course or anything on anything, ask me. I can I can tell you probably where to sign up.
0: So I oh, oh,
1: oh, love that. you know. In fact, what are the, the kind of top platforms you're using? You mentioned Coursera. What are the other kind of places that you're, you're using as a resource?
2: So I started with Coursera then it's edX, Udemy, but I would say um, try the the courses of really elite university. There are so many, many, many possibilities for courses in elite universities uh, because I don't want to disregard, um, you know, individual good um, teachers like on Schoolshare or Brilliant or other such pr- platforms. Please, by all means, go and study. But when you study, when you have the opportunity from the comfort of your own home to study from the teachers in uh, Harvard, in Stanford, in MIT, in whatever um, leading university, go grab this opportunity. Go grab this opportunity. And by the way, just to tell you, it's phenomenal how these leaders, these teachers, are behaving. I've signed for many classes, and usually after the class, I find the, um, the email, the contact of the person who is teaching, no matter the institution, and I write them an email with, with some views, with, with my experience. I have always, and I repeat, always gotten an answer from no the institutions. And this is a phenomenal leadership approach. To them, I'm nobody. I took them their class virtually. They didn't even meet me. But the fact that they respond to, to everybody, obviously, to whomever writes to them is uh, phenomenal. By the way, I'll give you an example of that. I, I made an online class in one university. And then the, the teacher of this class became my recommendation letter uh, for my MBA program. So you never know who really is going to support you uh, in your journey towards wherever you want to go.
1: Wow, thank you, Victoria. Well, we have a couple of questions from uh, somebody that uh, we both uh, know and very dear. Stoyan. has just uh, wanted to ask, fantastic episode, Vicky. 2020, you probably had had to go through a major digital transformation with your organization. How do we lead people uh, with care through times of change? What lessons did you learn?
2: Okay, so, uh, Stujan, thank you very much for uh, asking this question. Just to tell you, this is one of my failures in 2020. I dedicated to work and to doing, doing, doing so much that uh, my team in 2020, when we made uh, an internal survey between us, Uh, they told me that they felt a little bit disconnected. So really be open to to that negative feedback. We were just doing, 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 doing. And we were phenomenal, you know. We we won uh, the top place in internal customer satisfaction in our company. So we did a good job. But between us, we lost connection.
0: Mm. So
2: there is a trade-off there. And uh, what what I would say is that some people say that screens are dividing us. To me, this is not exactly true if we put the effort. Because, Marianne, where are you located now?
1: In Manchester, in the UK.
2: You're in Manchester, and I'm in Sofia, and we're speaking, and I, I connect with you no matter that, that we are uh, so much far away. If there was not this technology, we wouldn't be able to do that, right? Even see each other, talk to each other. Absolutely. So to me, these are tools. Let's utilize the tools and uh, let's try take the best from them. I tried many things in 2020, like, uh, you know, from the comfort of my own bedroom, which is you know the lonely room i have led events for 400 for 500 people and when you close the computer you're just there alone but the fact is we we do impact even through that these channels and we have to put the best efforts Uh, one of the mistakes that i see people make is not prepare enough for online meetings and online conferences because they believe, okay, it's online, I can really put my pajamas bottom and just show up. No, you have to prepare yourself to the best of yourself. You have to put the lighting on, you have to sit in the right way, you have to prepare your key messages, even with more, more dedication than before. So prepare, prepare, prepare.
1: No, what a great uh, great advice and example of how you do things and part of your, your success. And Victoria, just to wrap up, as you inspire a lot of things uh, regarding um, the resources and the learning, clearly the continuous improvement is critical to your success. One of the best investments is to invest in yourself. There's no other, I guess, alternative because it's who you become. It's mm-hmm the price, you know, as opposed to the, the, the quantifiable thing that, that will come, because I believe you're, it's levels. If you want to be a millionaire or billionaire or have a certain type of car or, or a home, it depends very much on your level. Um, if your level is such that you uh, complain, you just don't take a lot of actions, uh, that level will prevent you from having some of those... Um, this environment that you may wish for, I call environment because you know having a nice car, you know, office or, or or a home, it's an environment that improves. But if you go on a higher level where you serve better, your your attitude changed. You do the best things you can do every time you show up and learn and continuously invest in yourself. Um, you go into a different level, and and even if you don't have a car, if you if you have a car and give it away to someone. Um, your level will bring back the car again because you know it's it's just it's the level that grants you to have this uh, uh, this access and in. And that because of your 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 servant.
2: But Marianne, if you allow me here, because we are talking about all all the time about changes, transformations, learning new things, I want to show you something that uh, I find found in one course, and I then do this.
1: Sure, please. But
2: I really want to to share with you. There are things which you should not change, and you should m- not make compromise with. And this is what I want to show you.
1: Values. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, I think
2: I hope you can see well values, but what are the white dots? The white dots are compromises. The more compromises you have you make on your values values, the more diluted your values are. So if you want the stability in your life, it's not the work it's not the job that we have to stick on to. it's not uh, you know nine to five or all night long or whatever this is something that that we need to stick to. This is this is this is what is going to give us the sense of stability. So if if, if, if uh, I can ask anybody to, to make this exercise and to really think and write down, what they think that their, va- their values are. And then write 10 of those, then delete 5 and see which 5, 3 to 5 come up. And these are these are our uh, cornerstones. This is our stability. This is what, what where it comes from.
1: I love that. And, and I know, uh, by the way, uh, some people say, yeah, what about if values evolve and change? well actually maybe they evolve and change because you didn't know who you were and when you find out who really you were i think they will they they will become a cornerstone you know to to the things that you to who you are and i think
2: uh, we are all learning our, about ourselves while we while we, we speak and by the way the best way to learn about ourselves is to talk to other people uh, this is very undervalued. We learn about ourselves and we are like, I'm going to look inside me. I'm going to reflect, whatever. Go and speak to other people. See how you're seen. Make yourself a board of directors of people who are going to give you a feedback about yourself. An honest and open and really uh, cre- uh, not creative, but. Um, um uh, how, how how is the word in english i'm not very sure but to build you up they're going to, tell I, you to build up
1: i love that in fact uh one of the things that uh, we have done um as a my passion is with young people personal passion is to help uh, young people and as a co-founder of leader academy we've been helping young people for the last 20 years and uh, really uh we we have developed some fantastic, really, uh, programs, and they've evolved continuously. And uh, um, one of the things that we have developed as a tool to help young people discover who they are is actually exactly that process. We uh, get to know from the people around them how they're seen, how what they think their strengths are. And, and that's so useful. And um, really, when you look at that's one of the most important is you gotta uh, find out how the people see you, uh, so you can start and say why, and and you start to kind of self discover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is when when they go into the programs, they learn from each other, um, and but also the, the tailored curated programs that uh, um, led by a fantastic really. Uh, People and trainers that are passionate about helping young people, uh, like Andre, like Stoyan Yankov, that are making a profound difference to the future generation. Um, yeah,
2: That's why we invite uh, Stoyan and other uh, leaders like him uh, talk to to our colleagues in, in our uh, in our bank. By the way, so I'm very happy that we have a very careful, ca- uh, caring uh, management and human capital people because we are constantly investing in that. And this is fantastic. And this is a, a resource that young people can really use in big organizations like ours.
1: Absolutely. And that's so important because um, when you go and just learn and discover, that's the foundation of what you want to do about your mission, about your passions. If you find out what your passion are, you don't know what your passions are unless you try many things so create an environment where like a, i like love to say like a buffet you go to a buffet you try a lot of different food but then when you come back for a second round you only pick the things you like <laughs> or try new ones
2: yeah marianne let me give you an example uh, which is uh, because you are you are saying about big organizations and about young people uh what we have for instance we didn't discover the 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 hot water, but I find it very useful. Our management board has a millennial board.
1: Oh, so, I love that! What a great uh, thing!
2: Yes, I, I and I think soon we probably will have to have also a zennial board with the, the uh, generations. I
1: think so, and I don't know what's after that. You know, after Z. Yes. I, I need to uh, think. Of... The, the <laughs>
2: You know, uh, when you are at a certain level, you have to open yourself to listening uh, to what the new generation is uh, saying. And I love this because with this example, our board is open to the advice of of, uh, of the younger generation. So there are such examples which uh, give you the the idea that uh, you do have an opportunity. You you do have an opportunity.
1: And my advice. Guys, when you're in your 20s, try things. Uh, It doesn't matter if you fail, if you do things. Uh, Try, and because you form a very um, strong opinion about what you like, what you don't like. And then in your 30s, come back and and start to really focus on the things you really like doing. Focus on your passion um if you've discovered that in your 20s you're even luckier to be honest you know but you because simply you have more time to enjoy it that's the way i see things you know you you can do it and it kind of really but i think with the advancement of uh, medicine and and science our lives um are likely to go way beyond the 100 years you know it could be easily 150 plus so Make sure uh, the, the, that's coming. Take care of your physical, mental, etc., and your your learning, but spiritual above all as well. But also, what is important is to make sure you have a life that is worth living for that long, because a lot of people don't have the lives that are worth living for such a long life. So, and I think uh, don't just look at see see things. Uh, so on one end, it's kind of controversial, but it's it, it's it's kind of a sequence you try things but when you find you when you when you find a thing you really love and whatever you try give your best that's the, that's i follow absolutely agree with you and, and that's that's important because you never know i also believe that it depends on the managers and the s- circumstances that may define one thing you like and not like so you may try it in the diff- same thing with different setup maybe completely different feeling Because you may have loved somebody's a caring leader, the other one didn't care, and you would have not had that time. So Mm -hmm. be mindful of those things. And and at the same time, um, whenever you find that, give your best and stick to it. Because um, the problem I see with a lot of people, they try things for two years, they move on. If that's all of your life, or or four years, or three years, you know what, at the end of your life, you would have, have collected, I don't know, 20, 30 experiences, that's very uh, helpful, but you would not have not become exceptional in anything. So just make that decision. Do I want to be some of the best in the world in, in the thing I believe in, or do I want to be just trying different things? And that's a choice. Nobody can answer what's yeah. good or not uh, for you. You might want to be there and just continuously get stimulation from the outside. But I personally believe that it comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. Um, It helps the things that you you receive outside by discovery and so forth. But when you have that deep confidence, deep calm and direction uh, from the source, um, then some very powerful things happen to you. You're unshakable. You know exactly where, where you stand. You know your values. You know where you're heading. Uh, and that's why you sometimes you say, who are those people that have it all? And don't settle. You can have it all. But you know what my advice? If you try to do one by one things, so I get money, I'll sort out money for the next 10, 20 years, I'll work a career, a career then I'll try family, I'll try, it will work. No. You've got to get all of it, you know, and that comes from blessing. You know, you got to be blessed to be able to get this and, and really be intentional for what you do. Uh, and know the keys. Your life can be like a living wonder if you know the keys to life. And uh, yeah, more to come on this. But uh, I um, I wanted to uh, first of all say thank you so much for making the time today. It's an hour almost passed, and and it's just like I felt like it's we're just starting. <laughs> what a great uh, conversation, Victoria. Any anything that you wanted to? Um, kind of uh, if any final comments that you wanted to add and and really uh, share and and before that i have one more question about the three most impactful books you've read in the past 24 months i just want to make sure I, i get this one as well
2: okay so um about the books uh let me see i have one so no, it's not with me. But uh, you know, I'm trying to learn now more about sustainability. So I give you three books about sustainability, which I believe could be very useful to all of all of us to to read. I see one of those. So one of those is the Bill Gates "How to Avoid Climate Disaster." Yep. One is in um, this one is in Bulgarian, but yeah. you can find it everywhere.. Yeah. why I find this book uh, relevant because it's like a textbook. It's really like a textbook. If you know nothing about net zero, climate change, whatever, whatever, read this book and then you'll be uh, fine.
1: Fantastic. you will
2: have you don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to agree Of course maybe. But, uh, you know I, I asked you one thing from from this book. What was the temperature, you think, when the dinosaurs live in the world? How much degrees above, above this one?
1: Oh, How- wow. I, I, my guess it would be, um, I don't know, 60, 60 degrees Celsius.
2: So the average temperature when the, uh, the dinosaurs lived has been only four degrees above today's.
1: Wow. Okay. Which
2: means, which means that whatever we do today, we have to be very careful because we can really um, make it or break it for the future generations. So, so what
1: you're saying is, uh, I was very optimistic when you giving intense. You, it's even one degree makes a difference.
2: It, comes, well, it
1: yeah. makes a makes an absolute difference. So uh, well, thank you, you know, for sharing that.
2: Yeah, I'm not a climate advocate or whatever. It's just, let's think about our impact. Let's Absolutely. think about our impact, and I believe that we can uh, do better. The second book that I want to recommend is, uh, because it's lunchtime, so Donut uh, Economics.
1: Oh, I love
2: It <laughs> by an Oxford professor, uh, and uh, I really love this book because it shows how we need to think about economics uh, in the new era. Again, related to the topic of sustainability and donut because it, I'm a little bit hungry now probably uh, as the others. I will think about the third one, but uh, to, to finish uh, your other question uh, and to finish, uh, to, to complete your story about uh, how you need to give our best. Actually, in my, in my uh, I made the connection in my, in my blog. I wrote an, an article which was called... Uh, do your best and pray for luck. And, uh, uh. and the inspiration behind it was a news in, in, in the news. there was huge um, announcement about these uh, 10 Sherpas which managed to climb K2 this very difficult peak during the winter time. And they were explaining, I mean it was a big feat that they did. It was phenomenal what they did because they organized themselves, they trained themselves, they went step by step by step by step. And they really gave it their best and they completed something that has not been done before easily. So it was during the winter time. So complete, complete feed they did. And there was one thing in the news that was with small letters and it was the weather was Uh, I don't know how they put it. The weather was um, very good. So uh, they didn't expect such a good weather. And this is why I said, do your best, but pray for luck. Because when you do your best, sometimes the luck is with you. And exceptionally good weather can, can help you.
1: Oh, well the prayer makes a big difference so i completely agree with you victoria do your best and pray to god for giving you the strength and power to do exceptional thing and serve in the best possible way and find your purpose and divine mission in life love really what you do and what you have done thank you so much for making the time uh today you. and uh, you, it's been a fantastic really uh, episode of learning so much and and hearing about all this uh Story it's very well prepared. We can see, inspired. you, then you addressed a lot of different audiences. Once again, thank you so much and, and God bless you and your family and your organization.
2: Thank you. Best of luck to the audience and be
0: healthy most of all. Thank you. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the Leaders Who Care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community. First, by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person, one act of kindness. What is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.